evening or afternoon, wherever you are watching this. I am Ripper56, and this is the Av- Alberta Avalanche Podcast. That is my co-host, Psychopan3000. Hello there. How's everybody doing today? Hopefully you're having a fantastic One day. One second. I'm just going to make sure that my mic did not accidentally turn off from our stream, because we just literally hopped off stream a few minutes ago on the Two Bros Gaming Twitch. Should be good though. I think we're good. It's your mic's moving. So mic's moving. Anyway, welcome to the Two Bros. Not, sorry, this is not the Two Bros Gaming Podcast. This is the Alberta Avalanche Podcast. Our AVA on uh, Twitter, I guess. But yeah, anyway, once. today our topic is NFT, crypto, and the meta dangers, plus positives, cons, pros, uh, everything like that. Uh, and of course, the metaverse. Exactly. As we know it, VR stuff like that, uh, dangers and stuff like that. Of, the metaverse. I don't know much about this. This will be mostly psycho talking, but I'll be the I'll be here. Me You'll be the more of the sure question asker. Off of the topic mm. of the questions. This is more of a informational podcast. We usually do more topical. Uh, but here's the thing. Our opinions. Just it's still our opinions, no matter what. So just one second. But I'm just gonna clarify. I've done a little bit of research on the metaverse and all that stuff. Uh, NFTs, crypto. Again, these are our preferences. I know some people really do enjoy them. Some people really mm-hmm. do hate them. I did try and come at this as like basic as possible. I'm going to just quickly state a few of my references here. All right. um, I did special shout out to Linus Tech Tips. A lot of his research. Um, Mr. Who's the Boss. A lot of mm-hmm. his stuff. A um, couple of shorts that I have no idea who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were really helpful. Okay. Um, a couple of different articles like The Guardian. Um Verge, ones like that. And of course, just common knowledge of crypto and stuff like that. Mm. And being in like the Twitch Twitter space. And, all that stuff. and being inside of the Twitch space, is, that's a big thing for I'm, like pros, mm-hmm. con, like not, sorry, for pros as in Fortnite and Alberta, like not Alberta, sorry, uh, of a bunch of pros for a bunch of video games. They're into it. Um, it's an interesting topic for sure. It's oh, definitely yeah. not one. Uh, that we'll just glance over. We'll definitely go into a bit more depth of what we think or what we feel is okay for a crypto and NFT. There we go. Um, but let's get uh, into the first question. Uh, NFT, crypto, and meta, what are they? What is this? So what is this technically? It's... What is it? So for... I'm just going to start off with crypto. Mm-hmm. Crypto is basically a digital currency that utilizes instead of a bank processing your information it utilizes many spread out little data centers hence why you can mine it on your computers Mm -hmm. to process the information so you're basically taking away a little bit more of the bank's bank role of your money um it's kind of really hard to explain without it being like that's crypto mining we're talking about right now no not crypto mining it's basically a way to remove the bank from your money you'll have more control of it you have more say but then again it fluctuates every day kind of like kind of like the us dollar a little bit but it's more it's a digital based currency Mm -hmm. that has no ties to any real world value Mm -hmm. except the stock of the company so if you buy crypto one day you could wake up and it's five times less or 500 times more Mm -hmm. or you could invest in the company and it could go bankrupt and you lose all your money so it's basically more it's more of a gamble than it is just getting it in your local currency Mm um nfts stand for non-fungible tokens Um, basically it gives you proof of ownership over digital goods and digital 
assets, digital. So it's like investing into like a something. Crypto just... is not investing. No, I'm meaning NFTs. NFTs are not investing. I'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Um, and then metaverse. Metaverse is actually one that I'm going to just kind of call out and say. Metaverse is very much so just a buzzword right now. Mm. Like I don't, except for Mark Zuckerberg and a couple other companies. I'm going to have to really get into this in a minute here. But there, except for them, really, there's nobody really, everybody just throws around metaverse as in the latest buzzword as like, it's going to be the next latest and greatest thing. Mm -hmm. I just think honestly, though, when everybody says we've invested 400 million into the metaverse, yeah, it's more of they're investing into a digital game and it just sounds trendy to call it wow. a metaverse. Okay. So like Lego acquisition onto Epic Games, a 2 billion acquisition into the metaverse. I, I honestly think it just Lego being a little bit trendy and Epic Games being a little bit trendy of like, we're in the metaverse. Mm -hmm. It's just going to be an online game. Let's be yeah. real. Um, mm -hmm. The definition of a metaverse is a meta world. Basically, it's an online world. Everything will be digital. I have some very deep cons for that that are going to be coming up and some really good pros coming up also. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of like that's just the lightest skimming of what digital crypto and NFTs are. They're okay. all very much so linked together. You mm -hmm. can't have a metaverse without a digital currency. So yeah. crypto and you can't have a digital world without a way to prove that you own something in it. Mm -hmm. NFTs. So they're all linked very much so together. You can't just pick one and not like the other. But So basically the only reason NFTs was created is so you could actually buy something with your crypto. That's the only reason until it actually looks like a product or it actually looks like a currency because you can't actually use crypto. Well, I know I think China has the first crypto wallet kind of thing that you can buy stuff with, but is that is it, it's just basically a way for you to spend your crypto and make it that a, an actual currency? One second. Um, can I, I know, uh, can I just quickly steal a piece of paper from the pen? I'm going to write down a couple thoughts that I have real quick here. I just need the book back. Sorry about that. Thank you very much. Just so that I can like remember what topics I've talked about. Cause I was going to do a key point outline, but unfortunately I ran out of time. Kind of the gist of this podcast. Come to think of it, running out well, of time. I've got a key thing outlined, <laughs> so if you get off topic, um, I can bring you back. If NFTs, very much so. I'm just, I'm not sure how to start this. Should I start crypto, then NFTs, then metaverse? Well, since crypto was the first. Yeah, let's start off with crypto. Yeah. Okay, where to start? Crypto. Yeah, crypto started off as a way to have more control of your money. Mm -hmm. Basically, it takes money away from banks, puts it into a digital one, digital yeah. currency, and then it's able to be transmitted so much more easily. You don't, there's no border laws of like you have to take US dollar, transmit it into Canadian dollar. You just buy it with it. Mm -hmm. The downside to that, though, is there's no actual any way to verify your money. So okay. like you could have a billion dollars in crypto. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm not sure whether you use ETF, Cluecoin, um, mm -hmm. Bitcoin, Dogecoin, all those other ones. Like there's so many out there, yeah. but it's very much so it's not a stock where you invest in it. It's a gamble where you hope it gets big. Mm. Like that's the thing with crypto is everybody says crypto investing. Mm -hmm. It's not crypto investing, more of crypto gambling. Yeah. Because sure. you could, you can work hard, you get paid in crypto and then you go home, you check the, look at the crypto value. Your crypto could be worth less than minimum wage. 
<laughs> so because of that, mm -hmm. you're then being paid less than minimum wage. But yeah. then, then here's another thing. You go home, your crypto's worth more, you got paid more than minimum wage. It's sure. more of a gamble than it is actually being able to be like, you know what, I know the US dollar is gonna be buy me, one dollar is gonna buy me something at the dollar store. Mm -hmm. One crypto could be worth a million dollars or the next day, like Doge, like it was worth so much money and now Doge is pretty well worthless. Mm -hmm. All those people who bought $10,000 of Doge, I think is like a dollar now. Let me see here actually. A one Dogecoin equals 0 0.18 Canadian. 0 0.18 Canadian? 0 0.18. 18 okay. cents Canadian. Uh, 18 so cents. So one Doge is equal 18. So it's just, it's more of a... Um, That's a gamble for sure. The pro, the pro side though, I'm going to say, of having a crypto-based currency system, mm -hmm. I'm not sure if there is one really. Yeah. Like with crypto, it's more of... I'm not hating on it because I dislike crypto. I think it could be useful. Yeah, but I don't like where it heads like where when you no longer know what your money's worth mm -hmm. It's like what happened to the gold standard when we removed the gold standard all money became what was worth on the exports of the country Yeah, instead of based on what the value of gold was mm -hmm. And that's very much so crypto. It's based on the value of the company not mm -hmm. based on actual the good of the company Yeah, so like you're basically buying this is how you can think of it. You're buying a digital currency that digital currency you're paying for, that payment is going to the owner of the company, mm -hmm. not into something to keep it so that if it collapses, they can pay you back. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a hard, mm -hmm. it's honestly a hard question, a hard uh, prospect, not prospect, a hard pic, uh, picture part, uh, uh, I'm trying to just think of the word, uh, hard... It's hard thing to get your mind get your mind around. Mm -hmm. Crypto, a currency within a currency, is what you could probably call it. A currency that's not necessarily worth the same as an, your normal currency, but it's still a or currency could be within worth a currency. More. It could. And then there's also there's no borders in crypto. Mm -hmm. You could use crypto in could use, Asia could or buy, yeah, in North America. You could America. buy crypto in what's the least right now? Probably Doge. No, you no uh, for uh, money in like worldwide. What would be like the worst? I think it's Africa Sri Lanka, Rupal. Yeah, something like that. You buy it there, buy the equal amount, and then transmit it over into Americans. So that's money I don't money think laundering. that's how it works. Pardon me. I don't think that's how it works. I'm not. I didn't get there into. There is like, no the, borders in crypto. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. I know, but I think you buy it on par with U.S. dollar. You always have to buy it on par. Or buy it on par with the country that it was founded in. I think it's how it has to be. I'm not entirely sure though. One second. Okay. How do you look, search uh, up how to buy Bitcoin? Maybe. One Bitcoin is equal to fifty thousand U.S. dollars. Wow. How to buy Bitcoin? Fifty thousand six hundred fifty-four. I want to see buy Bitcoin. How to buy Bitcoin? Let me see. Sheesh. Oh my goodness! It used to Bitcoin. be eighty thousand dollars. That's expensive. So Bitcoin price, I get for $30, I get 0. 0.000 Bitcoin. Okay. And that's a minimum. Oh, you buy in US dollars. Okay, it's always So US? you can't buy it in Canadian. Okay, so it isn't money laundering. No. At least there's that. <laughs> but like right now, Bitcoin, one Bitcoin is down 68%. It's worth 50,000 in Canada. Can I didn't realize that MSN had a Bitcoin you... converter. 
by oh Canada to US dollars never mind Bitcoin in actually that's kind of cool here I'll show my screen here Rupa. this is the first time we're actually going to do this on this podcast Rupi of actually swapping these screens here rupees like see just to prove it at the time of recording one Bitcoin is worth this oh, okay can... you actually can three million rupees is what it is where's US dollars US that's Australian US dollar Okay, it's 40,000 US dollars. That just shows how much different Canada. Epsi, that's the wrong screen. That's kind of crazy. But, like, mm -hmm. one just... coin is worth that much money? Mm -hmm. It's kind of confusing how they set it up. I wish they made it like $1 is equal to a dollar. And here's the other thing mm -hmm. when you own crypto, it's very easy to lose track the amount of money you actually have. So, like, say you mm -hmm. buy one Bitcoin, yeah. that could be worth $50,000. Mm -hmm. But because it's only one, it's so much easier to spend it. Because it's, oh, True. it's only one Bitcoin. When True. in reality, that could be 50,000, 60,000 US dollars and you could have bought it for 30,000. Yeah. It's just so easy to lose, lose track of what you actually own. What could you buy? Like, what can you buy with Bitcoin? Um, You can pretty well. It's um like the most reliable and reputable. But what can you buy with it? It's getting a little bit more accepted as a payment currency. Like Newegg will accept it as a payment Really? Um, different online stores will accept them as payments now. Tesla would accept, I believe, would accept you for payment if you bought a car with it. Oh. But, but they would probably check the current rate and then transmit it over mm -hmm. immediately? You would or... have to have the current rate. So if you bought high, that's the thing. It's like as soon as you start using crypto in a digital currency world, mm -hmm. you could buy a car when one day your one, your one Bitcoin is worth 80 grand. Mm -hmm. And then your next day, the Bitcoin could be worth 15 grand. Or like You're basically two. walking away with a free car pretty well. Yeah. I think the m biggest problem we have with crypto right now, and I think you could agree, I think most people would agree, is that it's very unstable. It's very unstable. And I would say, like, as much as I want to keep away big tech from this, we'll get into that in a minute with Meta, there needs to be some sort of regulation for it. Mm. It's too... Like, look at the Phase K scandal. Yeah. Where, like, they literally were able to rip off hundreds of people and Save scam people. Thing. Mm -hmm. And it just, Disgusting. that that happens a lot in the crypto world. Mm -hmm. And I feel like because crypto is like a wire transfer, there's no way you can ever tra track it down. So say you lose yeah. your crypto, it's gone for good. Mm -hmm. You can't get it back. And that's the way that it's set up. Yeah. So it's easy to get scammed out of your money with crypto and forget that you've been scammed. Yeah, would it be safer? I think that right now, the hype around Bitcoin, stuff like that, is that it's no governmental control over it. Mm -hmm. Would it be better to have it under governmental control? Or would that practically destroy the crypto area? First of all, I don't think you want really any government control. As soon as you put government control over it, it's no longer a crypto, it's a government currency true but like that's the thing that's about crypto is it's non-governmental regulations but there needs mm -hmm. some sort of regulation like big yeah. tech they're starting to put more regulations so that they can actually mm -hmm. compete with little tech yeah i mean vice versa little tech can compete with big tech they need something with that of like some stabilizations like the banks have all of these things that they have to follow i think crypto needs something like that yeah like I don't think that people should be mining crypto at all. I think crypto no. farms should be gone and they would have to be brought in house. 
in order to do that though you need ma massive processing power oh yeah and i and i agree you need massive processing power and that's another thing about crypto is it is so hard on the environment mm -hmm. like i i'm not full-blown like we need to protect the environment it's the only world we have mm -hmm. but For there sure. are smart things of w good ways to protect it and there are bad ways mm -hmm. like yeah I look at my grandfather, great-grandfather, technically. He was a lumberjack in mm -hmm. New Brunswick. He very much so cared about his what he did to the environment because we, we are keepers of the, of the environment. Mm -hmm. So he didn't clear-cut or anything like that. He select-cutted. So he would chop down a tree, but he would leave surrounding trees up until they would grow up, and then he would come back and chop those ones down, but then the surrounding trees. So he never... Any of the land that he owned, he never cleared. And then he always replanted. Mm -hmm. He always let's, replanted. Let's get this. He always oh, yeah. replanted. It's not like Irving down in New Brunswick. Where they just literally just chopped down their entire mountainside. Yeah. Like he was a very, very smart man. Mm -hmm. And then that way you're just not clear cutting and you're like, oh, I got this like little tiny twig just throw in the burn pile. Mm -hmm. That little tree then became a big tree and he'd come back in like three years time, chop that one down. And they would, it just created this really good cycle mm -hmm. of being able to protect the environment. It, was it wasn't smart a, cutting. Mm -hmm. It was smart cutting. But with crypto it's not smart we're using so much processing powers of everybody's pcs like look at these crypto farms in some areas of the states where it's literally an entire quonset full of just rigs of gpus mm -hmm. that is they're using so much power and gpus aren't easy to make like the no. chips like go watch linus tech tips videos on how to make a, G a silicon chip like this little guy i have behind me actually i can show like this little thing right here just gonna take it out of the box right here. It's a lot of packaging. This little thing right here requires nearly 400, no, it requires 40 million to make. And you're taking them, and GPUs have these little chips inside of them. They have the processing dies mm -hmm. in order to make a GPU work. I'll place this away after stream here. By the way, that's a for a project that's going to be on stream one day, hopefully. <laughs> well, hopefully one day. Mm -hmm. But that little chip for a GPU requires so much processing power, so much man hours, so many hours of electricity, of water, and all this other resources. Mm -hmm. And then you take that and you leave it running every day. Yeah. These little things are power hogs. Like True. a PC will probably require more power, like a PC running crypto would probably require more power than the average household would. Mm. Like, here's the thing. You're running it 24-7. Yeah. You're not using it for gaming or anything productivity-wise. So it's basically you're just running it. Yeah. And you're running it constantly. Like, when you have a light on, like, at least in our family, as soon as we leave the room, we shut the light off. We don't use very many lights. For stream, I use two IKEA lights with LEDs in them. True. <laughs> Simply because I like the light style. I like the shading. Yeah, there's just good little lights. But with the crypto mining, you're so heavily involved of just using so much raw power. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times they're using so much raw power, but they're not putting back into the grid. True. I mean, the electricity grid. So basically, every watt they take or amp or whatever it is, they're not putting it back in like with a solar farm. Mm. I know a solar, my grandpa actually has a solar, some solar panels. He's able to just with four panels, no, six panels. He has one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, six panels, I think. Mm -hmm. He's able to zero out his meter every month because he doesn't use that much electricity. 
Mm-hmm. So he's putting back into the grid because he's not the stuff that he's using covers his cost mm-hmm. from the panels. So everything his panels produces, he's able to use. Yeah. And then it's still put back into the grid. That's not the same with crypto. You're stealing so much raw energy. Mm-hmm. And that way you're burning natural gas. You're burning. Or coal mm-hmm. or whatever you use. In the, or water. Because well, look at mostly down in like the southern states. Uh, Nevada. Western states. Nevada area. It's uh, mostly the Hoover Dam and stuff. So mm-hmm. like you're burning so much power. Yeah. It's, it's like, concerning for... At least for until they find a better way to do it. Uh, there is no better way to do it with crypto, though. Unless they brought it in-house data centers, mm-hmm. like banks, like IBM, like stuff like that. There's no way where you can regulate your electricity or anything like that because mm-hmm. there's no way to control it. When you allow yeah. people to offshore mine, it'd basically be like people allowing people to create... Which would actually be kind of an interesting idea. I won't go to it on this stream. But allowing people to dig in their backyard for an oil well. Mm-hmm. You're giving people the ability to steal other people's, not steal, but process other people's transactions with their own PC. Yeah. There's so much things that could go wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Especially as if more and more people start adopting it. Yep. Like, yeah, the thing with everybody's like crypto is safer. It's not really that safe. Like yeah. once something goes wrong or you got scammed, it's gone for good. Yeah. There's no way you can ever get that back. Yeah. Um, so what was I going to say? But it does break the question for actual banks. How much processing power do they use? Because technically when they, when you buy something online, there's the bank there. Mm-hmm. So does it beg the question that banks actually do this every single day as well? Exactly. So Here's the thing, Would it though. be better just to have one massive international no, Bitcoin bank? No, 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 no. That is a bad idea. Because if that goes down, then people lose money. If that crashes, that's why banks normally will have different, they'll have their data center. Okay, okay, let's say national banks. Mm-hmm. One big national bank. And then a couple of little data centers. So here's how bank works. Like, when you take your debit card and tap, you see that little processing payment. Mm-hmm. That basically means it goes to your bank, they're like, okay, this person uses their money. Let's mm-hmm. make sure it's actually them. Doesn't look suspicious. We'll approve the transaction. Yeah. And then the money gets sent back to the store. of like, yep, it's approved. That's how banking works. Mm-hmm. That's, but it's all housed in one data center. Maybe mm-hmm. two, maybe three, depending on how many that. But they know how their power consumption, all that stuff. And it's regulated by different labor laws and at least in Canada, like different practices that we have yeah. already set up. That's not the same with crypto though. It's so volatile of like, there's no way to ever figure out how much is being, like sure there's maybe different ways to do a, of like figuring out how much is being transactioned and all that stuff. It's all under the table. Yeah. There's no, there's nobody who actually sees every transaction except for maybe the government of the no, not, company. Well, like the governing board. Not even government because that I mean the be, governing board of the company. Yeah, but here's the problem with that. If everybody's doing it, there is no governing board. Mm-hmm. If everybody and their cat is mining crypto and is buying crypto, is transactioning crypto, there is no way for you to get... You can you can average. Mm-hmm. You can average out of how much money you're getting, but there's no way to actually know for certain. Yes and no. When you're mining, unless you're a part of a mining pool, you're taking small amounts of profit from the transaction... Mm-hmm. As kind of like a debit card provider where they 
charge you an interest rate. Mm -hmm. But there's so many of those. Mm -hmm. But what how, what's even the base minimum for transactions? It depends on how much your PC can handle. So basically, if I've sent my PC up to mine, I have a 3070, my PC could probably handle a little bit of the load. Mm -hmm. So therefore, I would get more of an income. Yeah. There's a different way of doing it called that Ethereum uses. It's called a PC pool. So basically, when you turn your PC on, it links up with the pool in the surrounding area. And then it splits the load across all of the PCs. So say your neighbor has a 1050, you have a 3090. You'll get more money because you have the more expensive processing power. But you, his computer helped a little bit. So it splits your profit a little bit. That's how also Norton crypto mining works. Besides, don't use that. It takes a 15% cut from every transaction on top of you already paying. So I think it's like a 45% cut off of all of your Ethereum mind. So you're not even paying your power bit with that so, Ethereum. The problem with that, though, is with so many computers being linked, who sees that? Who oversees you linking your entire com or everybody's computer? Your PC pool? For me, your yeah. Ethereum pool. Who who sees? They could, pro, they could probably see what's on your computer. More than likely, they could probably control what you see, what you see, yeah. what you what you watch, what you view. <laughs> That's not okay. Yeah. With Here's the thing like, with like, I'm with just gonna finish real quick. You the company doesn't actually provide the mining equipment either. No. So like when you want to mine Bitcoin, you actually have to go to a third party program in order to mine it. Mm -hmm. So like. There's just no way to know. Like, you could get a really good company, but it's all sure it's open sourced. But is it really open sourced? Yeah, but you don't know what these people do. Like, they could be people that are actually putting like phishing scams into your computer. Again, I'm saying this as more of an informational thing. I'm not sure if actually this happens or not. It could. I know it could, but like, you get somebody who's just new to mining, they grab the first one they see off the internet, it's a scam. They then are thinking they're mining crypto. When in turn, they're getting less of a profit and they're just handing over their information. Yeah. And this is what we're going to get into in a little bit here. Your information about yourself on the web when you're browsing is so valuable. Mm. Like that is the most valuable thing about you. Yeah. Because with that information, You're, people can forge passports. No, they no, no. They don't forge. forget forging passports. They can forge you. True. They can learn. And I'm going to get into this in the metaverse here. They can learn everything about you. From what you search, from what you True. buy. They're, like, I purposely go into my Google and see if I can wreck what they know about me. But, like, right now my Google thinks I'm a 34-year-old um, single family home with at least $500,000 million in revenue. <laughs> I, I, enjoy, no, I enjoy making sure I can mess up what my Google thinks I am. Because I know what my information is valued on the web. And yeah. that's why so many more, like, back in the day... I'm not sure if anybody remembers this. Every time that you used a web browser or something like that, you actually had to pay for those. True. Like you, when you wanted to upgrade Windows, got to shell it over. Got to upgrade Mac, got to shell it over. Mm -hmm. So when, every time you upgraded your processing unit, had to shell it over. Anybody wonder why that's all free now? Mm. Don't think it's big tech being like, oh, we make enough money for free. No, they make enough money off of your information. Yeah. That they're able to, like, I'm thinking of when I do the new stream computer i'm thinking of going linux mm -hmm. i'm thinking of going of a linux operating system because at least that one's open sourced and not connected to big tech however i don't want the hassle of trying to daily drive linux that's the yeah. other thing and i can't there's some programs that don't work well with linux mm -hmm. um so 
I'm just gonna state this as a fact. So people, so let's say a advertising group. Mm -hmm. The people that people at Google know more about you than what a advertising group who collects data from like a lot of people they only skim the surface. Google knows more about you than what practically anybody else knows. Exactly. Even this, even this advertising group, they can't even get down Here's to the, this one second. I'm just going to stop you. you. No, I'm not. I'm no, going to no, finish you. I'm going to finish you. No, no. One second. This is what this is what you're saying wrong. The advertising group doesn't know anything about you. Yes. But that's why they're going to be buying it from Google is because Google knows more about you than anything else. Like that is why Google collects your data is to sell it to groups for advertising. Mm -hmm. That is what the point is of that, the collecting your data. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I'm just going to stop your role just a little bit here. Well, here's because that's how they're making more money is selling it to advertising groups. True. But here's the deal. They still know more about you than what they probably would give to an advertising group. Oh yeah. They know hundreds more. They're they only giving to the advertising group what they pay for. They know exactly what you would like to buy. Look at your TikTok. Mm -hmm. Look at your TikTok page. You could, I was actually interesting. Pokemon, she got a new kitten, I think a week, maybe three or four or five days ago. No, it was probably about two to three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Within that time frame. She just got it though. Mm -hmm. Like just got it. Her TikTok now knows she has a kitten and mm -hmm. now we'll give her kitten TikToks. Mm hmm Here's the she thing. never looked up kitten TikToks. She probably looked it up on her Google search, and now TikTok knows. Mm -hmm. Where are they getting that information? Google. Well, no, TikTok do, has its own algorithm. One second. TikTok has its own algorithm that actually does collect information while you're scrolling. Well, Different thing. Some not sure if this is true or not, but it might even access your camera microphone for like when you're using the app. So if you're talking, same thing that the way it probably Siri just works. Accesses your Siri or like, something like that. Leave Siri running, like with the Hey Siri, and just talk about wanting to buy a new car. Watch your ads on your phone be mm. about all about new cars. True. They're still listening in to see what you want to sell. Mm. And I feel like we're getting massively derailed from crypto here. Well, this is all connected. To I know. We're going to talk about, well, actually, we should maybe go into Metaverse next. Because mm -hmm. this is what I want to talk about, Metaverse. Mm -hmm. Sure. Well, I'm, so I we, mean, this we might is as well. We a just, perfect segue. Just, you know. What we last talked about, if you skip the header or something, what we last talked about was crypto, uh, the pros and the I think uses mainly, of crypto, and then the cons of crypto At this as well. point in the game, there's mainly cons for crypto. True. It's too... It's basically... I'm not even sure how to explain it. We don't really have anything in history to really compare it to. Everybody's comparing it to like TV and new tech. But here's the thing with the TV. That was just entertainment. True. This is a way of doing life. Mm -hmm. And like... The co last comparison would be comparing it to when we went away from the gold standard. Mm -hmm. Basically, if nobody knows what the gold standard is, it, all of our money used to be, at least, yeah, in the world, pretty well. It used to be, if you had a one US dollar, you could transmit that into one dollar worth of gold. Mm -hmm. It was a bank. No, it wasn't actual money. Mm -hmm. sure. So basically, if your government wanted to produce more money, they would have to buy more gold in order to have in the reserves. Mm -hmm. They got rid of that because it made it so that they couldn't inflate money. That's how the gold standard worked. I w it was flawed mm -hmm. as well because there's not that much gold in the world. Mm -hmm. There's yeah, probably enough numbers. gold in the world to fill one um, entire uh, uh, NFL football field. 
Like Probably. one, we're, we're not all sure. the way to the top of like a big building. Until we There's figure out enough for that. Until we figure out alchemy of like transmitting one matter into another, which but is that's another that we might never discover that. Ever. Theoretically, it is possible. Theoretically, but, but we haven't you have done to that change yet. the atoms' molecular makeup. Yeah, but we have different done topic, that different time. There's actually a couple of good topics we could get out of this podcast. I mean, true, but like, <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I'm just gonna say at this point in the game, crypto is too risky to be good. True. If it had more of a guideline. Mm-hmm. And I feel like everybody's like, crypto's been around for like 10, 12 years now. It's been around for that time. Okay. But in the same amount of time, I think Bitcoin was started in 2008. Something around there. When was Bitcoin invented? Mm-hmm. 2009. Okay, 2009. It was a year off, actually. That was, that was actually pretty very impressive. But like, yeah, it's still too early to be... And yeah. I feel like it's... Re- really being pushed right now is the latest trend mm-hmm. and people are hopping on it for the trend not because they're actually involved in the long run mm-hmm. it's more of a i got crypto and you can put it as like a little banner on your twitter it's more of a trend than it is actually going to be adopted mm-hmm. and i think people who are heavily pushing for it are the most to have the most amount to gain from it true like you look at anybody pushing crypto they either own massive amounts of bitcoin they either own their own company they're either mm-hmm. sponsored True. And yeah. And I'm just going to go... Actually, I'm going to hold off on a minute on the metaverse. What are, I your closing, go, what are your closing statements on the crypto side? Closing statements on crypto. Wait. Do not get involved in it right now. It is okay. too much of a viable... It's not viable enough right now. Vi- volatile. It's too volatile. Like, sure, if you want to put some money into crypto, mm-hmm. make sure you still have enough money to live on because you don't know if this is going to blow up or if it's going to tank. Mm-hmm. Don't buy your entire bank because it's not an investment. Yeah. An investment knows at least if it goes bankrupt or if it goes downhill a little bit, you can hold it and it will still gain a little bit of value, but the more you hold it. Mm-hmm. That's not with crypto. Crypto is more of a gamble than it is an actual investment. Yeah. And then, of course, if it does go under, then there's also the uh, reigning overhead. At least you at won't least go completely with a company when it goes down, they have to in some way pay off shareholders. So when you buy stock, you're buying a little bit of share, share or something. Yeah. You're able to get some some compensation yeah crypto? and that's of course by regulating mm-hmm. there's the regulation crypto there's nothing like that when it's uh, when it goes down it's very much so like the original stock market of the 1930s mm-hmm. that's what it has to be compared to there was no regulations for the stock market yeah and when it crashed it went into a global depression yeah like okay. and that's what it's comparable to so just don't hedge all your bets on the crypto mm-hmm. don't throw Stay all your safe, money if you want to buy crypto Make sure it's within your means. Like maybe mm-hmm. buy like $30 worth of it and then buy me like $30 a month. Mm-hmm. That way, like $30 a month, I'm just going to say, it's not for the most average person. You're not going to be a food for that. There are going to be mm-hmm. some families where $30 a month, you're not going to be able to eat. Mm-hmm. But for the mo- average person, that would mean maybe you miss out on going to the latest premiere of a movie mm-hmm. or you miss out buying the latest video game, but it's 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just be careful. If you do want to get in crypto, do your research, make sure you're buying the one that you want. Make sure that it's a company that you think is reputable. Like mm-hmm. if I was to do crypto, I'd probably go with a clue coin because mm-hmm. I trust the MP3, mm-hmm. but yeah, make sure it's somebody you can trust. Yeah. Make sure, sure it's somebody you can even like, if it goes down, you don't feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just don't go like, oh, Dogecoin. Everybody, like, I feel so bad for the people who bought Doge, even a couple of cents worth of it. 
there are a couple of cents is worth less than a cent. Mm-hmm. You can't transmit that into anything now. Yeah. Like Tim the Tabman bought ten grand, didn't he? No, he did not. Okay. No, that's that's misinformation. I don't even know if I don't. He I think he bought a couple. I don't think he bought okay. much at all. Okay. I think he would just has because he said something about not even setting up his wallet. So oh, okay. that's concerning. <laughs> but, but anyway, yeah. uh, so just be careful, of course. Like anything on the internet, be yeah. careful. Like don't go click on free robux. No. That use your common sense. Mm-hmm. If you think it's a good choice for you, do it. It's not going to be something that is. Yeah. But just don't go with one that has never been heard of. Like, oh, it's a really good deal. Go with an established one like Bitcoin, Ethereum, something like that. Something where you at least know a lot of people own it. It's not going to break the bank mm. if it loses value. Or if it does, I can just yeah. wait a few more months. For sure. All right. What do you want to talk about next? NFTs. N- NFTs? Okay, NFTs and then meta? All right. Okay, NFTs is going to be a complete... It's practically the same as crypto, but... I actually like NFTs. Okay. I'm a big fan of NFTs. I love them as a digital artist. And yet you don't like crypto. Right? Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of NFTs. Again, NFTs are very hard on the environment. They work a similar way of proof of cons- proof of ownership. Mm-hmm. Basically, when you buy something, it gets processed, and then you get sent the proof of ownership. Mm-hmm. That's how skim just skimming the surface of how a NFT works. Uh, how a transaction would work legally, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but here's the thing. NFTs are, I would say, are okay for the art community. They're decent, actually. I would say being able to know who owns your JPEG image, mm-hmm. that is beautiful. Like, when I upload an image to my Discord, I'm not sure how many people have ripped it off. Like, not saying anybody in our Discord would rip it off just as a note. I'm in each other Discords. Yeah. When I put upload it to any amount of Discords, I'm not sure who's downloaded it, who saved it, who took a screenshot of it, and who's going to re-upload it as their own image. I embed a watermark in every single one of my works. Yeah. I'm not going to say where, but I actually embed a special, my own drawn one, that if you went in and tried to remove it, it would change the way the drawing would look ever so slightly. Mm Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't work as well. Like, yeah. that's what I do. And then I sign it, and then I watermark it as well. And I normally put a watermark in an area where you can't crop it out easily. Yeah. That's what I do with my drawing, just because mm-hmm. I'm paranoid of people stealing it. Because you yeah. put so much effort into it. Mm-hmm. But that's where the non-fungible tokens, NFTs, come in really handy. Of When you upload it and mint it, you know who owns it. You get a profit every time it's sold. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can you know like only five of them are made. Or 20, depending on how many you mint. Yeah. I love that. Or one. Yeah. If, if you want to mint like one, single... you want to mint 20. Yeah. That is the greatest thing about it. For a gaming community, I think it's a load of sham. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a sham. I think yeah. it's just a scam. Yeah. Like, being able to trans... Because here's the thing. Everybody has their own company. Everybody has their own game engine. When people say being able to move your asset from one game into another, mm-hmm. it's normally within the same company, if that. Because look at Ubisoft Quartz. True. Their NFT game is now dead. They're shutting down support for it. Okay. And it just came out last year. Really? So they're one thing that every... Or two years ago, maybe. I can't remember when. But Ghost Point Recon or whatever, Breakpoint, it was like their first NFT game. Okay. It's now getting shut down and all of their things of like, hmm. you're able to get exclusive content that could be worth something. Now it's going to be worth nothing because you spent money on it. It's now bankrupt. Mm-hmm. They come, they're still going to be using courts, but you can't... You're not going to be able to transmit those assets anymore. Yeah. So I do think it's a scam and very much so as much as everybody says you can move from like, here's the thing. One thing I like about Fortnite, when you, if Fortnite was to die, 
Like, literally tomorrow, nobody's playing it anymore. You could still use the skins and save the world. True. Like, you could still play offline solo player campaign. Like, you could still do that. that that'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Or if they want to shut down support for that, they'll probably just make it localized if you just download all the assets on your computer and play the game. Mm -hmm. You still will own your skins. You're not owe any money. Yeah. Same thing with Call of Duty Warzone. Like, as much as I'm not a big fan of, like, the game itself, but when you bought your skins... If the game Call of Duty Warzone when it shuts down next year, you can yeah. still use the skins in Cold War. Or Vanguard. Or... or Vanguard. You can still use the skins that you bought in the game that you bought them with. Unless you don't own Vanguard, and then you're kind of pooped. Does it actually like completely shut down next year? Um, They'll probably keep it running for last-gen consoles, but then uh, it'll be shutting down. Okay. Warzone's, Warzone's time is limited to mid. They might even shut it down the day that the new one drops to try and get people to get onto the new one. Yeah, okay. But it's it's definitely a dying ship. Yeah, it's not gonna at this time next year. I think it's supposed to be releasing this in April or what? This next Call of Duty? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah, for like Warzone. Late. It's, no, I think Warzone, the new Call of Duty launches this year. Modern Warfare twenty nineteen, no twenty twenty two. Modern Warfare two twenty twenty two. There we go. Mm -hmm. And then it's gonna merge with Warzone in April. Yeah. I'm with the year? new Warzone. Mm -hmm. The new wars. I don't know when their schedule is because things have been thrown off recently. But oh yeah, everything's um, been thrown with off. With the not buying out, but technically buying out, of, and then the lawsuits have been happening yeah, and all that stuff. So just it's been thrown off ship. for a bit. So I don't necessarily know. Mm. <laughs> so we'll asked, just say, yeah, theoretically next year. Yeah. Basically though, so say you bought Vanguard skins, you're not going to be able to move them into the new war zone. You're mm -hmm. still going to have to have Vanguard in order to play the game or mm -hmm. use those skins. True. But when you buy an NFT game. As soon as that game closes down or the NFT market closes down, your skins are just a skin now. Yeah. It's not an NFT. It's just a skin. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm going to compare it to CSGO. You're able to sell your items in CSGO, but they're not an NFT. Yeah. They're just part of the game. And then when the game shuts down, that part of the game will also be shut down. Mm -hmm. True. And I feel like we're putting so much – it's such a trend right now if anything's an NFT that we're just losing sight on the fact that it's a trend. Yeah. Everybody everybody, and their mom is getting into NFTs right now. Mm -hmm. Eventually, once it's the next big thing comes along, people are still going to like him, but they're going to move on to the next thing. Yeah, for sure. It's very much so. You can definitely tell on how much it's being promoted by the social media. Like, look at any big social media star or any movie actor, anybody who's in anybody in the world. They've at least at one time in their career probably promoted for an NFT or a crypto thing. Yeah. And they and I'm pretty sure the people who make an NFT know that it's just a trend that's mm. not going to probably last for too much longer. Mm -hmm. And I think for NFTs to last, what they need to do is separate it from crypto. Uh. You need to be able to buy it in real world money and then you know somebody owns a JPEG. Yeah. I think it's for an NFT to buy an NFT – it's more of a uh, – it's because it's connected to crypto and they don't really don't really view it as real money. Because if you were to buy – let's say if this artwork was worth $100, would you actually buy it in American money? Mm -hmm. No. Or 2.9 million. But if it's, if it's three if, – if it's three Dogecoins, let's say if Dogecoins was worth like 100 bucks or 50 mm -hmm. bucks or whatever – uh, if if it was worth three Doge, kind of looks more like oh yeah it's that's okay deal. like that's why it's that's why it's a thing <laughs> NFTs. It would turn more into if you turned it into like a actual money. It would turn more into like an actual art 
gallery or something like that where you just buy it. A digital so, art gallery. Yeah. That's well, really all it would be. NFTs, I'm going to go into two different tra- trains of thought here. NFTs are proof of ownership. No, you don't own an NFT. It's proof. This is a catch that they get you on. You don't own an NFT. You don't own the right. When you buy an artwork mm-hmm. from an artist, you don't own the right to reproduce. Yes, sure. sure. You don't own the right to like reprint it. Yeah. But you at least own it that you can like literally this picture behind me. I got this one from my favorite artist in the world, Jazza. Mm-hmm. Follow him on YouTube. Great content creator. Really good. Really fun to watch. I own that artwork. Yeah. I get to enjoy it every single day. Mm-hmm. Doesn't necessarily mean that he won't do more of those. No. But like that's the same thing. I feel like – here, I can actually just swap to my screen here. To your screen. Yeah. I made this artwork. And if you're on – unfortunately, if you're watching this on uh, Spotify, you won't be able to see it. Maybe check out our stream. I can show it to you on stream. I made this artwork. I spent time. slash the two pros gaming, by the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I spent time on it. I made it. I own that artwork. I can control who owns it. I can control who wants it. I can – yeah. When yeah. you buy an NFT, though, people think it's proof of ownership. It's proof that you have in your possession the artwork. Mm-hmm. That's how it has to be phrased. Yeah. You're owning the digital rights to have the JPEG image. Everybody thinks that it's NFT so cool. It's a JPEG image. You're yeah. owning a JPEG image. So you're spending $2.9 million on an image that you can only have on your computer. True. And you actually can't take it off your wallet, can you? No. You can't. Even if, so They're even putting now, like, if wow. you bought it. And you tried to screenshot it, it would blur the image. Oh, that's fake. That's fake. No, that, that, that's that's a fake. No, no, you you can still steal it. No problem. There's different ways, but if you try and use the actual like shift key or like the Apple no, screenshot, it's, uh, it's actually that that was a fake. It was that was debunked. I um, saw the same thing. No, no, no. Uh, there is certain ways that they can blur it out with data processing and all that stuff. If you take a official screenshot, if you use a secondary program like Snip and Sketch. You can still rip them off. There are still ways to screenshot them, but if you just do like the official screenshot, I think some of them, some of these ones out there, can now blur them out. Perf- maybe I'm not sure. Now you got me second guessing myself. Well, I, 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 I saw I saw the same thing. It was debunked. So okay. Well, it's just it's, like maybe test it out. Maybe don't. Actually, but don't actually don't test it out. It out. That's that's illegal. Yeah. Well, actually, technically, it's not mm-hmm. because there is no rules technically for it. Actually, I'm going to get into two other cases. You can so last year, somebody bought the first tweet by some sort of social media person for $2.9 million. As an NFT? Mm-hmm. Oh. Do you know how much he's trying to get for it now? How much? He was trying to get $5 million. Do you know how much the highest bid is right now for it? 10 bucks. 6000 So he bought it for $2.9 million. And the most he can get, this is from The Guardian. They're an online organization. If you want to go donate, they are an extremely great. I love reading their articles. Mm -hmm. I wonder who was the first person to tweet on Twitter. I'm not sure. I actually kind of want to look it up now. But they are losing that much money because of its NFT. And that's how volatile. It's not an investment. It's a gamble. And another thing is... For if you wanted to buy a lot, a part of the reason why people buy NFTs are to feel a part of a club. Like you remember the Ape Club, mm-hmm. the Ape Yop Club collection on NFTs. That was a really good collection. 
they were made by an artist. That community cares about each other. They still do, they even do IRL meetups if you own one of those NFTs. Like now to buy one, it's two hundred ninety thousand dollars. But still, they it was a good community around that NFT collection. Mm-hmm. However, that's not with every NFT. Like when people buy NFT, it's not always one because they like the art. Sometimes it is, but a lot of mm-hmm. times NFT art is a little bit for me personally in my taste. I think it just really looks cheap, like a dollar store artwork. Yeah. Like especially some of the crypt the block, like the retro cyberpunk ones. Like mm-hmm. where it's like the little head and it's like the eight bit artwork. I think those personally look a little bit scammy. Yeah. Because for sure. literally I can make one of those with a free art program online. <laughs> yeah. I, I, if I wanted to, I could turn my Photoshop into one dot per inch yeah. and do it. I mean, technically, I've done it actually before. Yeah. So I, I love doing pixel art. But I've even done it. So that's just something I'd be like, what? <laughs> but anybody can do one of those artworks. Yeah. And another thing is be careful of what NFTs you buy. Because sure, some of them like the 8 Club have a really good community around them. They're actually really fun to own because they even do different things like meetups, meet and greets, online gaming events, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then there's other ones like there's the Lion Club. An artist drew 50 NFTs, which that's still a lot. But mm-hmm. when they're all the same like this, you can use the same line art. It's really easy. You just re-ink it, call it good. Then they used an AI program to make 10,000 of them using the 50 for reference. Uh-huh. So you think you're buying a hand-drawn artwork. You're buying a ten thousand one that was replicated ten thousand times by an AI program. Mm. So it's not like you're owning an exclusive thing made by the artist. You're owning something made by an AI, which is something different for paintings. Because mm. at least for a painting, you'd own the one. Mm. At least as far as you know. Yeah. But you'd own no the one it. artwork that was made. Mm-hmm. Now there could so when you buy the original artwork, oopsie, yeah. that was my keyboard. I just clicked on it. Sorry. Mm-hmm. When you buy that original artwork. You own the one that has the paint strokes yeah, with the colors. It looks gorgeous. Now, the artist still owns the rights to it, so they can produce a print of it. Yeah. So it's basically like this one here. I don't own the original. Yeah, you own a print. Yeah. I own a print of the artwork, and he signed it over in the corner. Mm-hmm. He still owns the original. Actually, I think he sold it, actually. But yeah, he still has the rights to make those prints. If he wanted yeah. to, he could, even though he said he never would, maybe in the future one day, if he wanted to, Jazza could make more. Or he could just draw himself one. Yeah. Well, that is actually a drawing. That's a 3D replication of a drawing that he drew. Yeah. That was his it's, most popular artwork. But yeah. I mean, you know it's a problem when NFT isn't already policed. Mm-hmm. And even um, uh, for artwork and stuff like that, it's policed and yet still has scams. <laughs> like, like that's the that's the problem. As soon as How many more scams are happening for NFTs which aren't policed than with art that's literally policed really hard and it still gets exactly scammed. Like it's again, I think it's more of a it's a trend. It's, it's more a trend. of a trend yeah, of like you own an NFT than it is actually a reliable. Oh, I own an NFT. Yeah, for sure. But like another thing is you don't own the NFT. You're you're the steward of that NFT. The sure. owner still owns it. And they've mm-hmm. proven that. Like when the owner could take back the NFT at any time. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. Uh, this is what I want to compare it to. You want to own a piece of artwork? Go to Fiverr. Find an art- artist that you really do enjoy. Mm-hmm. Pay them $30. And you own that artwork now. Because of the way Fiverr set up. When you get paid, you pay for that. The artist no longer. So that is your piece of art. 
mm-hmm. but you own it for 30 bucks instead of 2.9 million where you're the steward of it. Yeah. And that's the thing of NFTs. Like I feel like we're overhyping them in the art community so much. And even yeah, in the gaming circles, especially like I'm going to call it Dr. Disrespect here. Mm-hmm. His NFT scam on that company his he is scamming people when he's making them seem like it's an uber exclusive club yeah you have the chance to be on the ground floor a chance to be the first beta tester a chance to be one of the first games to play an nft mm-hmm. fortnite uses their community for beta testing splitgate join their discord you can give them actual feedback and it's for free mm-hmm. but they want you to pay what is it fifty dollars I, I don't know the actual for price, ten but. yeah i think it's fifty dollars and you get an exclusive limited edition NFT, which I own. I signed up for it. I didn't pay for money. I just got the free NFT. I wanted it. But it's a scam. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing. There's no proof of concept. There's no idea. You don't know what the first game he's going to be making. There's no beta test. There's no... All these releases is going to be using yeah. UE5, which stands for Unreal Engine 5. Mm-hmm. But that's with so many NFTs out there. They seem like it's a trend when it could be legitimately a scam. And I'm not calling, saying that he's going to be scamming. Just yeah. as a note. I'm just saying the way he phrased it was very much so a scammy phrase. Mm-hmm. And I know people are defending him like, it's his company. It's his. It's no different than like, I'm going to compare it. It's no different than what FaZe K did. Like he's now claiming just that he K. didn't scam. Oh yeah, it's just K. Sorry. It's no longer FaZe. K. But he's not, he is now saying that he, he was a part of that. He didn't really know he was a scammer as well. Like, mm-hmm. but like you still promoted it. Yeah. And I think that's the danger with NFTs and all that stuff is it just you don't know what's true and false. Yeah. I would say if you really enjoy a piece of artwork from the artist, find them on DeviantArt or yeah. some other program like Artfoil, Artlist. Yeah. A couple others. Give them a donation and ask to buy that artwork from them and they'll give you that JPEG and they're they'll more than likely they will be okay with you printing it off and putting it on your wall. Mm-hmm. Like this one behind me, it wasn't printed off. This one was shipped by the artist. I don't have the rights to reproduce it, nor will I ever scan it even into my computer. Mm-hmm. But when you donate to an artist, give them 30 bucks, that is going to make their day more than an NFT would. And there are so many good artists out there that get lost in the hype. Yeah. Like Sky Girl, she's our mod. Follow her on Instagram, Gracie Illustrations. She she's really good artist. Just art. Fantastic gorgeous and like so many others that she follows like calf artists a couple others there are a lot of good artists out there mm-hmm. that don't get the recognition because they're just a small-time artist and they, it's not an nft yeah and i feel like for nfts it's going to be more and more computer generated hype than it is actually going to be real people drawing it because as soon as you put money to it it becomes worthless yeah more and more like as soon as you give out like if Fortnite did free cups that just gave out skins, mm-hmm. nobody would play the game after a while. True. Like, look at all the pros. They complain more than they actually help the game. Yeah. But as soon as you put money on it, people are going to stay for money. They True. want the money. That's their livelihood. Yeah. And that's the same with NFTs. It mm-hmm. starts off as a good thing, but it eventually will just end of people wanting to just make more money. Mm. So they're going to do AI making, AI tracing, even stealing other people's work. Like, look yeah. at that one. There was one time of Tim the Tatman where somebody just blew out his head and sold it as an NFT for, like, one Ethereum. Really? Yeah. Like, you can literally take a snapshot like this and make it an NFT. True. 
It doesn't have to be a good piece. Just take a picture of Kevin. Yeah, anybody can make it anything in NFT. Kevin. Like that person who bought the first – it's a picture of the first tweet. They don't own the first tweet. They own the picture of the first tweet. Yeah. I can't even find the guy on Twitter. Yeah. It's Jack Dorsey. He's the owner. Okay. But like uh, – Yeah. Well, maybe former owner if Tesla buys it. I just think for NFTs, they I think an NFT would actually be really cool if you had a concert ticket because they're all on your phone now. If you yeah. link that to your wallet and then you could see that concert ticket for all the life of your wallet, mm-hmm. I think that would be honestly really cool. Being able to keep digital momentums online as an NFT would be cool. Or like you meet somebody, you get by a VIP bash backstage ticket. Being able to keep that on your phone forever. Because mm-hmm. we don't do ticket stubs anymore. True. I think that would be so much cooler than betting it on a video game. There's better real-world applications for it and then giving it to a community like video game people that really don't want it. I yeah. do I do enjoy NFTs. I'm just going to put that out there. I think they're really cool. Mm-hmm. But again, I think there's just too... It's a scary space. It's not a scary space. I just think it's too overhyped right now. Mm. It's a trend, not a lifestyle. That's a good way to end it right there. <laughs> That's a really good way. Like I think that this tech especially for the digital art community, could be amazing. Mm-hmm. But until they police it more or do something to stop pirating. Yeah. Because one, uh, one last thing, a closing thought. Somebody could upload my artwork on an NFT. And I'm claiming this as an artist. Then they own the NFT. Mm-hmm. I try and po- post it. I get called out for stealing, mm-hmm. even though they stole my artwork. Just the way that NFT works. Yeah. If you if you post it first, it's yours. But if you if they get even if, if it's stolen, yeah. If if somebody steals my artwork and post it, they own the rights to it. And if I can't post it, then like yeah. I would hope that nobody would do that to me. Mm-hmm. But there's no way I can stop somebody from profiting off of what I draw. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm a good enough artist to ever somebody would want to do that. But I'm saying there's a chance it that it could happen. Yeah. Anyways, I'm making easy buck. Mm-hmm. All right. Meta metaverse. Metaverse, Facebook, Twitter. First of all, Meta. I don't know. I use the bleeper there just so everybody knows. Okay. Wow. Wow. I'm just going to put it this way. This is going to be the... This is... We've already spent an hour on this so far. Mm -hmm. This is probably going to be another hour topic. Really? I think Metaverse is the biggest scam in history. Okay. It's coming off hot topics. Mm Mm-hmm. Everybody's throwing it... Again, it's another buzzword right now. Yeah. Like... I'm going to call it Epic on it. Epic Games, where they made the partnership to make a metaverse for kids. You're not making a metaverse for kids. You're making a game for kids. Mm-hmm. Roblox, they're the metaverse game. They're making an online experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think metaverse is... People are using it to be more trendy than just a video game. Because mm-hmm. I feel like most people now view video games as, oh, you play video games. Yeah. Oh, no, I play a metaverse experience. <laughs> but like, so it sounds call, more... So hip. is meta... Quick question, just gonna cut you off for just a second. Is metaverse just video games? No, but in the video game realm, metaverse I'm saying is a scam. Okay. When a big company says they're making the leaps forward in the metaverse to make the next online video game, it's an online video game, it's not the metaverse. Yeah. The metaverse by the definition is a digital world. Yeah. Look at meta, and I'm meaning Facebook meta, not the metaverse, like, okay, that's just getting confusing, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. The meta. <laughs> like meta. the meta, he's working on building a digital world. Mm-hmm. 
that you'll put on your VR, and it's a digital world. Yeah. Oh, actually, quick thing, going back to the NFTs. There's also a scam right now on NFTs where you can buy digital land using, and it's an NFT with crypto. Um, don't ever buy those because nobody's going to use those platforms that they're building to make a metaverse. You're buying just, yeah. it's like buying land on the moon. <laughs> Nobody owns the moon, but you bought land on it. Yeah. It's just a trend to say you own digital land. Nobody's going to use those platforms. Please don't buy those. You're wasting your money. Buy two or three yeah. sub to anyway, uh, two, two so bros gaming. The meaning of metaverse is a virtual reality space in which users can interact with a computer generated environment and other users. So exactly. that's metaverse meaning. When you're playing a digital world, I mean, like Roblox, you're playing a digital game. It's yeah. not a metaverse because you have to interact in real life. You're using M and K, maybe a VR headset. What metaverse of like Meta is talking about is literally an entire world where you go in, you can create your avatar. Like say, say you're Bill like me. Okay, mm -hmm. I have a blown out knee, actually two blown out knees. I can barely walk some days. Mm -hmm. I can create an avatar then that looks like he's jacked. Mm -hmm. I can change every little aspect because it doesn't have to be you. Yeah. You can create an online avatar that will be more realistic than you. Yeah. And you can be popular. You can be fit. You can be cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're still interacting with actual people because yeah. it's the metaverse. But he, I'm going to say the pros. I'm going to say the pros before the downside. Okay. Because okay? there are some legitimate pros. I think for remote workplaces, metaverse will be great. If you can create an online business place where you pull on your VR headset mm -hmm. and go go to your office. Yeah. And you can work with other people or if you just want to tune everybody out, you can go into like your happy place. You could work on a beach or something. Yeah. I think that's really cool. But at the end of the day, using it for work and then taking off your mask and then doing your real life. Because mm. I love VR. I love VR entertainment and all that stuff, but I love it as VR as entertainment. Yeah. I don't think VR should ever be used to do life because mm -hmm. yeah i'll get to that in a second but more pros that's you could hire somebody in the united states to work in edmonton mm -hmm. by just pulling on your helmet and then you can get to know them especially when they have like their avatars like that yeah. you can get to kind of know what they're like mm -hmm. especially if you're a company that makes it lock your avatar to be similar to your face like an emoji mm -hmm. or an emoji or something that would yeah. be really cool like during lockdown they had people they had for car manufacturers, they had greater productivity because their designers were able to design everything in VR and send it to their boss. And if their boss didn't like it, all the mm -hmm. boss would have to do is send an email of, ah, that's not the greatest. Instead of being told to their face, that actually is bad. Because mm -hmm. you can take written criticism better than to your face yeah. criticism. I feel I like mean, there's also the other point where you, if you, you don't necessarily credit not to your face like not controversy uh, you don't get the uh, writing like you don't get the actual impact of no it's being not told good. you did a you good job in really real need life to restart like mm -hmm. you really do need to restart and they'll just be like oh they just thought it was not as good i'll just tweak it a little bit mm -hmm. no well there is a point of which yes it's better for creative minds mm -hmm. for sure but for it needs to get you need to get across and that you can't just do that with an exclamation part or a period. You can't do that with. Mm -hmm. You need a certain amount of face-to-face. -face. Yeah. And here's the thing. I work online. Mm -hmm. I love working online that I don't have to drive to work or anything like that. Why are you spraying stuff down? My screen's dirty. I'm sorry. Keep going. Oh, okay. But like I work online and I love being able to, because I use Zoom every, well, not Zoom. We're using our own call, but I'm not going to call it out because I don't want somebody finding out where it works. 
not because I don't want people to find out where I work, just simply because my work doesn't want people to find out where I work. Long story, but I love being able to see people's faces. But you still lose a lot of human interaction by not being able to know your coworkers. Like, I really love the people I work with, and I get to meet them a lot. Well, not a lot. I get to meet them in person. I have met all my coworkers except for one in person. And I love it. But going to a completely digital workspace, I'm just going to wait a second here because it's going to lag. It lagged? Uh, you can overload the encoder by doing that like that. It did it? No, we're good. No. Nope. it on. Oh. Lagged? No, we're good. Okay. <laughs> now we're back three I'm times. Sorry. But yeah. I'm sorry. I just had a clean Now I'm going to slowly go into the cons of the metaverse. Mm -hmm. When you take it away from just being a productivity standpoint of being able to do stuff online mm -hmm. as a business and you make it a form of entertainment, mm. you lose the fact that people are going to lose themselves. True. Humans, I'm not, as a species, we're surprisingly dumb. Surprisingly dumb, yeah. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. We are the, the probably one of the dumbest species on this planet. Yeah. I'm just going to do a little example. So, a bird would never purposely do something knowingly that it would hurt, that them. it would hurt themselves. We go bungee Humans, jumping. We go bungee jumping. We, uh, it's a little darker, but we use drugs. Mm -hmm. People take drugs knowingly. It's going to hurt them. But, but they, they don't do care. The, the thrill, yeah. The, they do it for the thrill. They do it for the experience. Mm -hmm. We do it's stuff. It's gonna to hurt, hurt you. Us. It's gonna kill you. Like eventually. Yeah. And but a bird would never do that mm -hmm. because their primal their instinct is, is to, to protect, protect themselves. themselves. Yeah, but we because we're so a thinking species, we enough. do stuff that are stupid. Mm -hmm. And it's gonna be a matter of time, especially if we do an online. This is gonna be hard to explain. No, what I, they're talking about of an online world is literally a world where you can just forget your problems and go and live a separate life. Mm -hmm. So you get home from work, you pull on your mask, and you can become go from being Ethan, psycho, go from being Ethan to being not Ethan just Hunt. psycho. Yeah, I could become Ethan Hunt, Mission Impossible, rogue pirate who can take on the universe. Mm -hmm. How many people are gonna at the end of the day go, oh, that was a fun time playing, take off their mask? go look at themselves in the mirror and be like, you know what? I, I'm happy with who I am. Mm -hmm. People are going to look at themselves in the mirror and be like, why can't I be like that guy? Yeah. Why can I not be? Ethan we actually, Hunt? we actually already have a picture of it with Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Look at Hollywood. Look at how much they change what body image and stuff like that. I think most people can agree that Hollywood does change. Like what you, what you, what you can think of what's okay for body image, what you think like they change that. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, it's gonna do the exact same thing. Mm. I feel bad when I don't look like a Helmsworth. Mm. I I I stay in shape as much as possible. Like I'm not the most in shape person, but I have a blown out knee. Mm -hmm. Like I can't go for runs and all that stuff. But I keep in shape as much as I can. But, I don't. But I don't really care. I, I couldn't care less if you thought I was overweight or something. Mm -hmm. I don't like, care. People, I'm healthy. Are, I eat healthy. Mm -hmm. I walk. I do lots of exercise. If you don't think you don't like the way I look, don't care. Mm -hmm. But like, don't care. One second. I feel like when we go to a, like, look at anybody who views a Hollywood person and wants to be them. They're going to use steroids or stuff like that in order to become mm -hmm. that person. And they may not knowingly say, oh, yeah, I, I want to look like a to change your body, ima body image of how you feel. But if you look at it, most actors are jacked. Mm -hmm. That's just the way it is. Most female actors very in shape mm -hmm. 
that like they, they know they don't necessarily say the actors don't necessarily say yeah i'm changing your body image by looking this way no it's the image it's the of like what hire... people when they do a movie they purposely hire people based mm. on their looks and True. based on their acting skills sometimes sometimes that's a secondary yeah. but like when you when you're a superhero you don't want a superhero that just looks like a normal person. You yeah. want them to look like they got ripped abs. Like you want them to look like they're a super person. True. And that slowly changes in your subconscious the ability to be able to be like. Now most people view that that's what the average human should look like. Mm-hmm. That's not an average human. That's somebody no. who's literally been paid to work out every day. Yeah. In order to look like that. Sometimes even twice a day. Mm-hmm. And yeah. just look at the amount of people who will literally, and I've been, I will call myself out on this. I used to view that as the average person and I wanted to look like that so bad. Mm. I've yeah. now, I have worked very hard on not caring what I look like. Mm. I, I think, but I'm just going to finish my statement. Yeah, go ahead. I'll take off. After. <laughs> We're just kind of bouncing around yeah. a lot here, but that's going to be the thousand times fold in the metaverse mm-hmm. where somebody can literally make what they want to look like and they take off their helmet and they have to look at a scar on their head right here every day and be like, why do I look like this? Mm-hmm. Why do I have to? Why do I have to go back to work? They're gonna pull on that mask and go back in, mm-hmm. because they want to live their perfect life. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll just, I'll just take this. I'll throw more of a Twitch side for body image and stuff like that. I've, Twitch streamers have done a really good job in the past of not really caring, but recent times, it's been the gym phase. It's been like. Oh, I have to get jacked. I have to look good. I have to feel good. You know what I'm saying? And I have to do all this. And there's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. doing daily workouts. That's very good. It's very healthy. Uh, but the, strongly can, suggest. But people have turned it more into body image than health. You can take it too far. Mm-hmm. You can take a good thing to excess, like playing video games. It's a good idea to play video games. I love doing it to stream mm-hmm. and doing it to unwind, kind of chilling. Yeah. But you can't ever forget mm-hmm. there's a real world out there. Yeah. Like, no matter how much fun you can have in a video game, mm-hmm. and I think this is another or thing in of a chat. what I'm just going to say. Mm-hmm. I think this is the real reason why Twitch streamers are doing it. Look at all the streamers who are currently on that. Like, Ranger, he's always been a fitness person. Mm-hmm. But he still streams, but he doesn't care what people think of him. Mm-hmm. He just likes being, his fitness is his off-stream activity. Yeah. Same thing with, like, but look at all the streamers who are currently on the fitness craze. Mm-hmm. They're streamers who have been doing it for years. Yeah, I think what they're more meaning is they want to be able to kind of begin living life mm-hmm. off stream. So they're doing things like streaming is very much so a very difficult job. It's so probably the most, the least you'll, the most hours you'll ever put into a job and the least you'll ever get out of it. Unless you're a big streamer that can make millions. But even then, even you're still putting them, 300 put in, hours a month. Three, they do more in a day than somebody would... They do. We Twitch streamers do twenty four hours. They push themselves beyond their limits. They, they will put way too much into it to get so to, little out of it. So even even millions. Mm-hmm. That's just money. Mm-hmm. You don't know their mental state. You don't. And know you their, still have to pay mods. Yeah. You got to pay people. You yeah. got to do all these other things. In pay order rent, to make millions, you got to pay millions. That's how. You, that's what you got to do. Back on subject here. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to Twitch side. Wow, we're just all over. The it's place, important right? though. Bet- Twitch is a metaverse. Mm-hmm. You don't. It's an online. You go into somebody's chat. They don't know you. You're interacting with other people that well, are just text, words of text. Yeah, yeah. And, and you could be anybody on Twitch. Mm-hmm. You could be a serial killer in real life, but in Twitch, you could be literally the nicest person on the in the world. Exactly. And I'm just gonna put it this way, but you could do. The I same feel thing like with the metaverse. 
when we're when everybody's like freak, like not freaking out, but everybody's talking about the metaverse. Mm-hmm. Everybody has the image in their mind of I'm gonna the world is very expensive, mm-hmm. but they're gonna view they view the metaverse as a free place to go mm-hmm. to do stuff. But ultimately, if we leave it in the hands of big tech like Facebook, Microsoft, it's the next frontier for them to make more money. Mm. The metaverse is not going to be a free world or a free game to play. Yeah. You're going to bring gonna, your actual credit card in. You're going to need to – it's going to be a pay-to-play sort of thing. You're going to need to buy clothes. You're going to need to buy a house. You're going to need to decorate your house. So you're going to be spending as much money probably in the game mm-hmm. that you're going to be spending in real life Yeah, and for what, less ha- of a real thing. It's going to mm-hmm. be fake. It's yeah. going to be held in a data center, not anywhere near reality. Mm-hmm. And what happens if we go from the just the VR headsets to full VR body suits? Body suits. They can make you freeze. They can make you warm. They can make you the perfect body temperature in game. Mm-hmm. That's you could be probably in the middle. way too much control oh, actually, that you'd want to give one person. This is a good example. Sorry, I'm interrupting you. Yeah, I do this a lot. Go ahead. Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. Look at how many people have, unfortunately, this is very tragic, have died playing that game because they're trying to catch a Pokemon in the middle of a street. Mm-hmm. People were literally car- carted off of like, I remember when the heyday of it, people would put signs in the back room of their store. Do not go back here. You will be arrested. There are no Pokemon in our store. <laughs> I remember that in stores. I remember that too. Walmarts too. Not just, mm-hmm. not just like little pop mom and pop shop. Like big stores. Walmarts, Costco's. Mm-hmm. They had these signs. This was like early, like 20s. I can't 15, remember when it was popular. 14, something like, was around there. It's still a popular game, people too. People are like, dumb. But We're really, like, who's going to... People think they're fine, and they're trying to catch a Pokemon off the side of the cliff and fall over. Mm-hmm. Think of that in real life, where you're in a metaverse, you're walking around in a full body suit, and you're on the top floor of an apartment. Mm-hmm. You walk off that balcony, There's not. it's not going to be a fall-in game. Mm-hmm. That's what it's going to be like. If, like, people are going to be so disconnected... Mm-hmm. And I'm not meaning the metaverse of like you're sitting there playing Beat Saber. I think that's kind of fun. That's an mm-hmm. entertainment. That's not a metaverse. You're playing a game. Mm-hmm. This is one where you're literally living a digital world. Yeah. Where you're living a digital life, eating digital food, drinking mm-hmm. digital soda, watching a digital movie in a digital movie theater. Mm-hmm. And I think we as humans, for video games wise, I understand like the casual players and stuff like that. Are they really casual, though? How many hours do they actually put into the game, even though they're not going to get anything out? We as humans like to put a lot into stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot. Like, usually we like to put 100% of our effort in, unless it's actual work, and then not so much. But, like, for for video games and stuff like digital stuff, we like to put 100%, 100%, 100% focus, 100% effort. We're not really paying attention to anything else. It's the video game. It's me and the video game. That's it. And it's what happens... Be- if that's a VR bodysuit, VR headset, we're gonna have you don't people, see the real world. And people then, like, a lot of our senses, we can tune out in correct situations. Like, mm-hmm. I have the ability, sometimes, I can help tune out pain. I worked construction for many years. I would literally come home and my hands, because I worked shingling, like roofing, my hands would be embedded with, like, shingling material and fiberglass. And I wouldn't yep. feel it until the end of the day. Same. And you're like, wait, that's what my arms look like? Mm-hmm. You don't feel it until all of a sudden you just like calm down, you're relaxing. But when you're wearing a VR headset, part of me is going to be wondering, what 
how many people are just going to keep playing mm -hmm. like 45 hours later and they're like, wait, I need to eat. Mm -hmm. Like people are going to forget. They're going to tune out reality. Yeah. They're going to, especially if they don't want to return to reality, mm -hmm. especially if it's like a really bad situation in your actual home life or something like that. They're not going to want to. It's going to be masked by the game. Like that's why video games are so popular is they help people tune out from what's happened, which is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Like that's a good thing where you can go into a area and you don't have to worry about you just have fun home stuff or you just have home. You just have it's a home within a home kind of a thing where you feel safe and stuff like that. Unfortunately, sometimes people feel too safe and then they just like are racist and no, disgusting, no, that's a different story. That's a different story all together. But I do want to get into that, actually. We're going to yeah. talk about it in another podcast, Toxicity in Gaming. Mm. I That one's one that I really do care about and I yeah. want to get into. Yeah. So we will be talking about that. Probably that one will be after the May the 5th. Plans for podcasts is we might do one light, one heavy, one light, one heavy. This one will be the heavier one. More informational side. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Another thing with like, forget living in a digital world where you could possibly have like a digital future and all that stuff where people are care like all that stuff. Forget about that. Mm -hmm. You're giving one thing to a company. When you put on a VR headset, these aren't gonna be ones like we have now where you just put it on and it's like, they use your computer to see around. Mm -hmm. These are gonna be ones that are gonna watch your face. Like the Oculus Quest 2. Mm -hmm. Oculus is owned by Facebook. Do not buy Oculus. Okay? Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna, Mark Zuckerberg is the most untrustful man in the world. True. Like, yeah. Just look at the amount of lawsuits that man has had. Mm -hmm. Look into the history of Facebook. It is not safe. Instagram, Facebook, I don't care if like we get hate, hate on this. Mm -hmm. It is not safe. But then you're giving this person who owns Facebook, possibly in the future, your brain's activity, your face, your face, what it does. Your biometrics. I you're giving your entire, not, not just biometrics, you're giving them vitals yeah. to Facebook or another big tech. You wouldn't tell your best friend what your heart rate is. Well, you might. Or like, well, your maybe if you're pressure? like on a run and you have like a Fitbit, but yeah, Fitbit's Amazon, is it not? Or not Fitbit's Amazon. Google. Like Google, exactly. Fitbit's big tech. Like that's yeah. why I don't like spirit watches simply because I like just wearing a watch. Mm -hmm. I, I would think I would just be on my watch all the time if I had text yeah. coming in. Like that's just my personality. I like technology. And I love technology. Let's just say not everything's out there to get you. Mm -hmm. Let's just say that. Sometimes it is just ne not necessarily it's it's harmless. Sometimes like but sometimes well, I wouldn't it's say I wouldn't say Fitbit would be like they're purposely storing all your heart rate information. No, but Fitbits can save your life though. They like can? there there is little times where your heart rate, especially for an older person, it goes off mm -hmm. or goes wrong. They can alert your doctor. Yeah, and Which then they really can good. alert your next like especially if you're older. As soon as it senses an irregularity in your heartbeat, mm -hmm. imagine being able to send that information to your doctor immediately plus all of your past histories of your heart and then immediately to your family as well. And mm -hmm. it's already called the ambulance for you of this person needs help. Yeah. So you could get to a, somebody who's just like an older person who had a stroke. Like a lot of times if it's an older person, especially in America in homes, you don't know. Sometimes mm -hmm. they're off by themselves. Yeah. Being Which able is to get really to them. sad. Yeah. Being able to get to them before you know something's wrong mm -hmm. is invaluable. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a good, but we're, what, we're then moving away from like in the metaverse what is useful information mm -hmm. into what is just harmful information. harmful information, like your brain's pattern scans of like, we can scan when something... I don't even think normal people would want to know what their brain is doing. No. Because honestly, our brain is so complex 
And just think, we only use, what, 10%? That's false. We use 100% of our brain. 100% of the brain that's actually unlocked. No, we don't. I, I don't buy that at all. Like, if we had 100% of our brain, our brain, the basically adaptation and variation. I don't, yeah, I'm not going to get into that, actually. Adaptation and variation, you adapt to use what you need. Mm-hmm. After a while, we would have adapted no longer to use those parts of our brain. If those parts of our brain no longer had a use, we wouldn't be using them. Think of how many subconscious things we do, like breathe. Mm-hmm. You never have to think breathe. Like, sure, if you're stressed, you breathe. Or blink. Mm-hmm. Or heartbeat. Or listen. Or see. I think all when people say we use 10% of parts of our brain, I do believe that. We use 10% of things that we can actually think, like thinking. Mm-hmm. All the rest of the 90% does automatic things. True. Like muscle movement. Or, like, we don't have to think, okay, pull one figure muscle back, that one, that one. Or like mm. when we're playing M&K or controlling. But just think if you, like, you're giving. it's not a good thing if you, like, turned off all of those, like, subsystems and, like, stuff that you don't, mm. like, that like, you don't necessarily think you use, but you use all the time. Mm. But imagine if you could use 100% of your entire entire brain just for thinking. Yeah, that'd be crazy. That but would like, be, like, literally imagine blowing this, though. Go to the water. <laughs> but, you know. Imagine this, though. Sorry, that was an off topic. <laughs> yeah, it was. But it was fine. a very cool idea, though, if you think about it, though. Imagine this, though. So Facebook, when you're using their version of the metaverse, they're they meta. see you. They give you something that you see that gives you pleasure. And they're able to scan your brain and like, oh, this person likes seeing puppies playing with kittens. Mm-hmm. They're going to be able to tailor your digital world into seeing things that you only like. Mm. Like, imagine in a digital world. Oh, they find this scary. Okay, we'll turn that off. Exactly. Imagine in a digital world, like as much as I hate people being nasty to each other, Mm -hmm. we're going to get into this when we do the toxicity and video games and social media podcast. Mm -hmm. But like at least it's just text and maybe voice comms. But imagine being able in a digital world where somebody's being racist and homophobic to your face. Just to turn them off. Well, not just to turn them off. Or just to like when something like that, because there's going to be people who are horrendous in the metaverse Mm -hmm. you're not going to escape them no but imagine after a while they make an update where you never have to hear that Mm. where they made that where because you're talking to a digital person their their voice is getting carried through their mic to your ears Mm -hmm. they're going to be able to scan what they're hearing uses like some sort of ai software because they have that to Mm -hmm. finish what people are saying and change their voice into something entirely different so you could be having two entirely different conversations with someone Mm -hmm. yeah you could be talking to them about the weather. They could be talking to you about their new car. And mm-hmm. you would never know. Yeah. Because Facebook would be like, oh, that person doesn't like cars. We're going to give let them talk Which about weather. Which would be turning actual people into just NPCs. Yeah, you're turning real people. You don't know what – that's the thing with the digital world or a digital metaverse. You're taking reality and removing reality. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. At least, at least in the real world, it's rough. There are bad mm. things that happen. There are bad people out there. But there is so much good that can happen. Mm. You're going to lose out more than what you're going to gain. Yeah. You're going to be able you're going to be lose the f- reaction of somebody when you tell them something good that's happened. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose them being like you got a job. Mm-hmm. You got engaged. Think of all of these different things that we have, like the joyous event of somebody getting married. Mm. Taking it into a digital world. It loses its yeah, and might not even be the there. You're not actually seeing their actual reaction. It could be Facebook just showing you a reaction that you they would think you would want to see. Mm-hmm. 
like you're taking away you're taking away what makes life special mm-hmm. and replacing it like everybody wants to play in a video game and i think first person video games are going to be cool where you're going to be able to explore horizon forbidden west in mm-hmm. vr that'll True. be cool mm-hmm. but when you take it into real life and yeah. expect people to play real life as a video game mm-hmm. that's not going to be cool no and them going to be able to control every single action of your life yeah and then but the plus side of that you're living in a vr world Mm -hmm. you're spending spending real money in a virtual world to get virtual goods they're still making money yeah and we've already seen horrible stuff happen because of certain video games just being on a screen you look at gta look at gta look Look at at call of duty look okay I know I harp on Call of Duty and I do apologize. There was a study that came out of what trauma does to your brain playing first person. And if anybody does play first person video games, it's okay. First and foremost. But there is actually damage that it does do to your brain. Being in a first person game will dull your pain sensor for other people's pain. Mm. That's what happens when a psychopath, they don't. Like, and I'm not meaning psychopath of like a joker kind of person. They're a legitimate, and I've met legitimate psychopaths who don't mm-hmm. feel pain when they ruin somebody's livelihood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's that's scary. what, that's what a scary, first person, man. that's just what a screen can do to your brain. Mm-hmm. Imagine what a VR can do to your brain. Mm-hmm. The amount of just rewiring mm-hmm. it will do. Like, forget, and I know I'm going to bring it on Facebook. Facebook can change what you see in real, like view as reality. Yeah. You put a, you studies have been done. You have a negative Twitter feed. You're going to be a negative person. Mm-hmm. You have a positive Twitter feed. I police my Twitter, my Twitter feed to the T. Mm-hmm. Like I only have virtual photography of horizon forbidden West hockey and a couple of creators like blazer that we follow that I see their mm-hmm. tweets. I don't see anybody else's tweets. I don't want to see negative comments. I don't want to see stuff like that because mm-hmm. I don't want that in my brain. Yeah, but people who have negative Twitter feeds are ultimately a negative person. Mm-hmm. Same thing with positivity. Same thing with depressive. I can't tell you how many times I, yeah, I'm going to use my work experience. When kids watch TikTok, I've mm-hmm. seen good kids, legitimately kids that I've enjoyed, become kids that are so dark, depressive, and just mm-hmm. sad. It's sad to see. Yeah. But you can see what just a screen does to rework your brain. Mm-hmm. Imagine what a, a virtual experience would do. Yeah. To rewire. You're not rewiring the brain because a rewire of a brain can be undone. Mm-hmm. You're rewiring a person. Yeah. And, and rewiring a person so that let's say they – this is sad. If they, let's say, eliminated somebody from a video game. They view that as real. They view that as they view that as oh, it's just they're gonna respawn in real life. Mm -hmm. That is so scary, and that is so depressing. And I'm not. We're not here to scare you for a waff like of VR and stuff. This is things you've got to realize of what it could, Mm -hmm. of what could possibly be a future that we have, and we might not actually have control of it. Just be careful. Be Constantly think, thinking of what you're putting in your brain. Be constantly listening, like but whatever songs you listen to, whatever things you watch, whatever you just watch. What always you be yes. You watch what you become. You say what you like. There's a saying, and I'm gonna say it from the Bible: bad company corrupts good morals. True. 
whatever company or whatever things you keep are going to corrupt who you are. I think that's just whether or not you're uh, a, somebody who's who's a believer, believer or, not. or that is that rings that's true just good. Everything. That's just good. Honestly, uh, there's a lot of good life lessons that you can learn from. But the one second, Bible one second. and stuff I'm just like gonna that. just say one thing here. I think the metaverse would be cool as an experience, but not as a lifestyle. True. Like that's what it's going to come down to is mm -hmm. being losing yourself in a video game is mm -hmm. fine. It's perfectly okay to like forget your problems for a few hours and then just take off your helmet and go back and do what you have to do. And unfortunately, I think we've already Facebook. seen like the metaverse become a uh, become a lifestyle already because of crypto, because of NFTs. Mm -hmm. NFTs and cryptos are a lifestyle. Well, yeah, you look at it, a, it's, it's a, a lifestyle. It's not a it's not a choice like you just choose one data. Oh, I'm going to buy one NFT and be done. Mm -hmm. You're more than likely like I'm going to pull out Fortnite. Fortnite was really the first game that we really saw digital goods mm -hmm. become mainstream. Yeah. Where people will legitimately want to be paid in V-Bucks over yeah. real money. Mm -hmm. Like I, I'm trying to think back like maybe it was just the first big game. Mm -hmm. That you saw it mm -hmm. used or it became mainstream or something mm -hmm. like that. But like it's a digital game mm -hmm. where people like to buy digital goods. Mm -hmm. And just I think I forget where I was going with that. Yeah. I lost my train of thought there so I bad. think that's just a proof that we we don't necessarily keep in touch with reality as much as we should. Maybe is more of a thing that you could probably view that uh, that little statement like before that you would have Fortnite. Thought. There was really no once you buy a game, live mm. service games were kind of. I can't think of any live service except for Hitman. Mm -hmm. Hitman was like the original live service game. Yeah, but you still had to pay for that one. Fortnite became like the just pure copyright, not copyright. Feel like free to play, mm -hmm. no hands attached. And people then began buying digital goods. Yeah. We're now in a world where people will accept the digital good more readily than if you offer them food. Mm -hmm. Like you offer yeah. a kid nowadays a chance between a candy bar or a Peter Parker Fortnite skin. Mm. What skin? Gonna choose the... They're going to choose the Peter Parker Fortnite skin. Mm -hmm. And like that's not a bad thing. Imagine. I... Okay. This is actually a funny side trail. Imagine though for Halloween, instead of people giving out candy, they gave out like little V-Bot cards. I would love that. that like, I would go trick-or-treating for that. <laughs> like, I, literally, I would, trick or treat as a I would spend the most on my costume and just do whatever it takes because I want that to be my card. But, yeah, it's just... That was a funny little sorry, that side actually, that. Just, that would actually That's count where count. my brain went off, too. I was like, ooh, ooh -bucks. candy bar, V-Bucks, yeah. But, like, I, I, I'm personally of the persuasion of, like, if it's a game you play a lot, it's okay to spend, like, $20 maybe a month on it. Because, again, that's maybe a movie... Maybe a mm -hmm. like either a movie or a dinner or something. Yeah, it's not gonna bake the brain. Yeah, but but it, the problem is when you begin spending millions or thousands of dollars on a game mm -hmm. that you need to live, like mm -hmm. the money that you need to live, you're spending on a game. That's where it gets a little bit bad. Yeah. So uh, let's just do closing statements here because it is technically lunch past lunchtime mm -hmm. and I am hungry. Let's just do some closing statements here, and then we'll uh, end this little podcast here. This yeah. was a, again, informational podcast. Mm -hmm. This is we're, what also, we're talking about our, our topic. Yeah, and I just wanted closing statements on the metaverse. The metaverse, in a productivity standpoint, 
from work, like being able to work with people that you never see in a digital environment. That would be cool. Mm -hmm. Or as an entertainment form, as a short form entertainment, that'll be cool. Mm -hmm. My problem lies when you give that key to big tech who've already proven in the past that their biggest thing is just the bottom line. Mm -hmm. They're going to be able to manipulate you so hard, you're probably not going to be even able to tell how much money you're spending in real life versus in the world, in the digital world. Mm -hmm. Like that's where it's, it's going to be ultimately scary. Yeah. We've gotten too smart as humans of tricking other humans into doing what you want. Yeah. Just look at how many, how advertising works nowadays of being mm -hmm. able to sell a movie, like, because it has a very mm -hmm. good cast. Mm -hmm. People are going to go see that movie. Yeah. It could be a garbage movie, but they enjoy the actor in it. Yeah. Like we can manipulate so many things to make it seem like, like I just bought a computer case. Mm -hmm. I was, yeah, I'm going to explain why I bought the computer case because I was ultra cooling and all that stuff. I bought it because I want it. I can <laughs> explain it away. I just wanted that computer case. Yeah. I mean, it's a good computer case yeah, and all, but, but we're going to like we're gonna the look make... of that computer case. There's probably another computer case that, that might have been a little cheaper, cheaper that does the same thing, yeah. but doesn't look as good. And you're going to want to go for the something that looks better. Like, exactly. Come on. It's humans. We like that. We, we yes. will always go to the something that looks better. Mm. Yeah. And we, and that's scary. Mm -hmm. And that's, but there cool are also good things that can happen. Yeah, for sure. In a digital world. Mm -hmm. But the biggest thing is we're going to have to worry about is when we lose in touch with reality. And mm -hmm. I feel like this is a definitely a darker podcast mm -hmm. of like, these are things that we didn't really have to think about 20 years ago. No, we didn't have to think about when we were playing the Wii. Mm -hmm. What one day I'm going to be able to play real life tennis and make it feel like I'm playing it in real life. Like, you mean playing video game tennis to make mm. you feel like you're in real life? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, but as again, as an entertainment form, it's great. As a lifestyle, absolutely no way to get that away from me. Yeah. And I'm as, not going to live a digital life. Yeah. And as we get better also at our animation mm -hmm. and how we do stuff. Like, look at any Steam game right now. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm a VR person. Yeah. And you're barely moving. Yeah. Imagine a world in the future where probably you're gonna need a couple of better GPUs, but you're able to produce a more lifelike image. Mm -hmm. But we're getting with so much feel. better with our GPUs that mm -hmm. they could make them that tiny and they could do literally what my entire PC does mm -hmm. in like two seconds faster. Mm -hmm. Like just and, yeah. And as an entertainment form, I would say that's great. Being able to do a virtual escape room with a couple of your friends from across mm -hmm. the world. True. Perfect. I would say hands off. That is the greatest form of entertainment right there. Mm -hmm. Being able to do stuff with real people in real time, that will be so much fun. Mm -hmm. But the downside of just it would become a lifestyle then, that's mm -hmm. a no-no. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So let's just do uh, thank you, everybody, for watching. We appreciate you all watching this. We are not normally this insightful on our podcast. I the mean, if you, if you liked it on YouTube, hit that like button. Hit, hit that, that subscribe, subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter. Comment down below. Medias. If we, you do have more questions, please comment stuff. down below or mm -hmm. jump in our Discord, The Two Bros Gaming. Um, we live stream pretty well almost every day on Twitch, except mm -hmm. for two days a week. We normally go for live five Twitch days. Twitch.tv slash uh, The Two Bros Gaming. Yep. Normally live at 11 o'clock. So if you do have questions, feel free to come and ask us there. Mm -hmm. And again, if we did use any, I just want to make this clear. If we used any like real life references about a person, we've more than like, we won't ever tell a story behind mm -hmm. somebody's back. They're just simply there for reference. Yeah. That's it. We'll never, we would never ever use somebody else's story for a view. No, ever. That's, That's not, not us. That's not what we do. And another thing also, yeah, this was a more depressing podcast, a little bit more hard. Next mm -hmm. one's going to be about Star Wars. 
A little bit lighter. Way lighter. Way lighter. Way lighter. We're going to give our honest opinion about Star Wars. It's going to be around, coming up probably around May the 4th. So, yeah. We're going to do Star Wars next. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Remember, use uh, code BROFAM at uh, CinchGaming. And, and use our referral code uh, for alt gaming, alt, alt, customs. Alt, alt customs, keyboards. They do awesome keyboards. And then Cinch Gaming does amazing controllers. Go check them out. Have a fantastic rest of your day, BROFAM. Thank you for watching. Again, this is the Alberta Avalanche Podcast. Hit that follow button if you're on Spotify. Hit that sub button if you're on uh, YouTube. See you guys all later. And remember, hashtag snowfall warning. Like what I'm doing right here. Like seriously, oh that is so trippy right there. That's trippy. That's I'm trippy. currently dragging a screen, making our camera smaller on OBS. And it's like, oh, I'm giving myself a headache. See you guys. <laughs>